I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right will be your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right will tackle topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen or bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company, Black Dog Builders, in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals and past clients to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Good morning and welcome back to Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. All right. Um, and so we're really happy to have you with us. And in a previous episode, more recently, we talked about uh, how you go about uh, selecting the right project for you. So that's a, that's a big question. I think a lot of people think they know what they want. Uh, but then when pushed and kind of tested, mm-hmm. uh, they find out either that they're not exactly sure or they think they know what they want, but maybe they're not right, or that what they want and what they're significant other wants aren't always the same. Or or what they want and their significant other wants and their budget are not, Great. you know, even in the same ballpark. Great, so, exactly. you yeah. know, it, it requires rethinking the whole process. So we tackled that topic and, and hopefully that gave people some good uh, information that they can sort of move forward thinking about what they want to do. Now, today, we would like to get into the conversation around once you know what you want to do, then what do you do with it? You, mm-hmm. have, to, you have to find the people, uh, the companies, the process uh, that you're going to use to actually go from your project being sort of a concept to actually moving it forward and getting it done. Right. Right. And um, the first thing I think we need to talk about there is the imperative need for uh, design. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when I say design, I don't mean uh, like immediately, you know, an architect or whatever. You, you, But you need to have something on paper and some good, clear idea of what you want so you can convey it to others. Right. Because you, honestly, if you if you don't have something, ultimately, you know, so, if, so say you hired somebody and said, you know, I want the bathroom redone and I want a new tub and I want this and I want that. And if you don't have something written out, designed out, specced out, you're not going to get what ultimately you had in your brain. And that's the challenge, I think. We talked about this a little bit in a previous episode, but one of the things that's really, really common is, uh, you know, people uh, just, we meet people that going into projects and they feel like they can sort of verbally convey Mm -hmm. what they want to accomplish to a contractor. Um, And it could be, you know, you got to keep in mind in almost every remodeling project, there are hundreds, if not thousands of pieces that go into every remodeling project, right? right? And so to try to assume that you could convey the scope of the work that you want to accomplish in a a conversation that's exclusively verbal with no, nothing in writing or nothing drawn um, is really, really difficult, Mm -hmm. right? And I think it sets up not only the service provider, meaning like the designer or the builder or whomever, but not not only those folks for failure, but it sets up the homeowner for failure, Mm -hmm. right? And so we're here to try to give you some tools to avoid that problem with failure, right? Right. and I, I conveyed this a little bit in a previous episode, but where I talked about the fact that 
Um, the vast majority of our clients, uh, literally, they, we, we, knock, we knock on the front door uh, and we go from the front door to wherever the project is. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we're there to talk about a kitchen or a bath or whatever, we go from the front door to the kitchen or the bath or the deck or the basement. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and then we begin talking and they say, these are the, we, you know, these are the things we want. And you know, our designers are, are feverishly writing down, trying to capture all their information and so forth. And I know that this process repeats itself over and over again, mm-hmm. right? So if a cl- if you follow the old adage and we talk to three people, <clears throat> we're going to get three estimates or proposals, then you've done that now three times. Mm-hmm. What are the odds that the third person in is having the exact same project described to them that the first person did? Well, interestingly, what typically happens is the first person in asks some questions and makes you think about things. And you, you ch- hope. And so when the second person comes, you've actually shifted what you want by a little bit because there's probably been some good suggestions by the first person. And the second person makes some suggestions, and you shift it again. And so by the time the third person comes, you're really talking about three different yeah. projects. But, well, Maybe just in nuances, but, but ultimately... Um, you need to be mindful of giving people kind of the same information. If you want to have, if you want to do this in an apples to apples kind of way, you need to be mindful of that. Yeah, and that's a whole other conversation. I, I I agree with that. That whole apples to apples comparison, where we'll talk about that. I think that's like the holy grail, but I also think it's completely unattainable. Yeah, right. For, totally. You you really can never get purely perfect competitive bids in residential modeling. It just it just doesn't exist. Um, and, and we'll get into reasons about that in, the, in another conversation. But I think, um, you know, if, if I think back and I say, okay, um, of all the folks that we go out to talk to uh, about remodeling projects, I will bet you that it's maybe two out of a hundred that might actually, we might come to the door and they would say, okay, let's go sit down and let me talk to you about my sketches and my, my I've got a spreadsheet of all the things we want and all that, <laughs> it, 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 which is awesome, right? But it's it's only about two people to do that, yeah, right? And those two people are almost always engineers. Yes. Right? Well, and, and I will point this out. This is important. And I don't, I, I don't want to give the impression that people need to think, oh, okay, now I need to design this all myself and, no, and spec no. out all the materials and before I even talk to people. That's not the message that... Um, that I'm trying to send because, frankly, um, you know, occasionally we get people who say, you know, I've designed this all myself, and it's just badly done, mostly right. because they don't work in the industry, they don't know the products, they don't know the rules, what works, what doesn't. It's it's like as if I I drive a car every day, but I can't design a car, right? Right? Like right. like I am very familiar with how my car works and you know how it stops and goes and gets me from A to B and I know what feels comfortable while I'm in it, but I couldn't say, you know, I'm going to design a new car for myself and this this is the reason I want the seat the way it is. Like the right. engineers have figured this out over a long time and trial and error. And and to think that just because you're familiar with something that makes you able to start from the ground up is right. is a fallacy. And so you need to trust to a certain extent the people that are coming in to help you with the design. So the the point is that you don't necessarily have to have it all dialed in when people show up, but you also need to be a little bit more mindful of at least having some things in writing, starting to think about, you know, what your end goals are. And right. even if that means I don't I don't know what the design's going to look like, but here are some of my goals exactly. for this space. So I love the car analogy, and I want to stick with that for a second because I hadn't thought about it the way you just said it. Um, and there's a lot of different car analogies in remodeling that work really, really well. 
Um, but if you think about the car analogy, you walk into a dealership and there's some criteria that you want um, and you might convey that to the salesperson and say, these are the things that are important for me. I, I want the car to sit this many people. I want the car to uh, have four-wheel drive or wh whatever it might be. Those things are important. I want a great crash rating or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and that salesperson has a relatively finite inventory they can show you. Right. right? So, okay, there are, there are three cars that meet the criteria that you want. Let's go take a look at those three cars, right? Remodeling is not that, right? Remodeling, the, the variables and the, the options that you could consider to do things in your home are almost infinite, mm -hmm. right? And and so you don't get the ability to have a, have a have a company come to your home and allow them to show you three models based on the things you talk about. It can it, your project can go anywhere in every any different direction, mm -hmm. right? So you doing the upfront work and refining the project a little better as to what it might be is super super important. Yep. Right. Well, now, even if that gets down to, like I said, you know, some of the goals that you have in mind, do you have a rough budget? Do you have, you know, it, it, you want to be able to seat so many people in your kitchen? Do you, you know, do you have a, a desire for a specific kind of appliance that you saw? Like, definitely, I want to make sure that I can use this refrigerator right. or this stove right. or, or whatever it is. Write down the things that feel non-negotiable to you. Right. Um, and then, you know, start with that. Exactly. And, and do yourself a favor. Share that with the folks that you invite into your home. Yeah. You, you know, share that in writing. Don't rely upon them to be the best note takers in the world because mm -hmm. everything is new to them. When they, mm -hmm. Whoever walks in your house, they're, they're, they're taking up a lot of information. They're taking up information about you, taking up, up information about your home, taking up information about what you want to try to accomplish. It's a lot, right? And so the more you can do to, uh, to help in, in conveying information to them right. is, uh, is better for you. So. Now, once you get past that and you say, okay, we realize that, that, that design is imperative, right? Mm -hmm. and, we, and some form of design is imperative and we focus on that. Then the next question is, how do you go about getting that done, mm -hmm. right? So uh, what, another challenge in our industry is the fact that there, is, there are very few clear paths to purchasing things you want, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that's not very true in our society. In our society, for many, many things, when you decide you want X, Y, or Z, it's pretty straightforward how you might go get it. Right. Right. Um, and uh, Amazon. Well, it's, right. uh, all, kidding, all kidding aside, right? So last night I realized the printer's low on ink, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to run around chasing this. I got on Amazon. It was very clear, very fast, very easy. Right. Took me a couple of seconds. No big deal. And mm -hmm. done. Right. That's not this. No. Right. What we're talking about is not that. And so, um, so I think to help simplify things, there's really kind of three different categories that people should be considering about when they're thinking about going to get a remodeling project done and, and or talk to people about getting a project done. So the first, let's let's sort of get that out of the way, which is the, the DIY or do-it-yourselfers, mm -hmm. right? And so uh, do-it-yourselfers, if you have the skill set and, and ability to do the work yourself, that's awesome. And if you have the, the time and, uh, and you know, you want to try to save money doing that, that's great. Um, but even still, if you're a DIY person, design. In, in some way, shape, or form, mm -hmm. you need to have somebody uh, working with you on design. To assume that you can do as good a design as a professional uh, is probably just hubris, right? Mm -hmm. That's probably just false. Whatever it is you do for a living that's going to pay for all the stuff you're going to put in your house, I'm sure you're expert at that, right? Mm -hmm. But to presume that you are an expert at kitchen or bath or addition design is a mistake, right? Right. Um, and you're dealing with, in most cases, people, your biggest asset. So do you really want to do a project that devalues the house because right. you didn't do a good job on design? Right. And by the way, you know, uh, good design does not cost any more than bad design. 
right? So if you're going to do design at all, you know, uh, you, you, it's important for you to spend time. I, I would argue with that, though. Okay. I, and I, and I, yes, the end result of good design does not cost any more than bad design. But finding a good designer is typically more expensive than finding a bad designer. Well, so I, the <laughs> there's some, I say that plenty is, of bad designers and or or you know do-it-yourself designers that do a pretty horrible job. But on the other hand, if you hire a professional and you invest in that, you are much more likely to get a really good design out. Fair of enough. It. All right, fair enough. I, I'm I'm with you. I follow that. Um, but so so at any rate, if you can agree with the fact that uh, that that's a, a driver, then how do you go about finding somebody uh, to help you? And so my perspective is. Uh, and, and this is by no means trying to be in any way offensive to uh, to architects or designers or anybody else, but I'm going to talk about the idea of design in a relatively generic capacity. I don't really care, frankly, whether you have a degree, whether you have uh, a stamp, whether you have... There are some really, really, really good residential designers in the marketplace who are not architects, mm -hmm. um, and, and there are some architects in the marketplace who aren't great, who do, right? right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think about it like in the medical profession, uh, you know, it, it, just because somebody's a doctor it, in every medical class, somebody graduated last, right? <laughs> right? They're they're a doctor, but they get they graduated last, right? And uh, and that's no different than in any other occupation, right? right? Now the the doctor side of it is a little more scary, but uh, it's it's you know it's mm -hmm. no different. And so so ra so let's let's not necessarily drive towards saying you have to have an architect. Um, I'd rather say you have to have a design professional, mm -hmm. someone who understands design. Yep. And more specifically, someone who understands design as it relates to residential remodeling, mm -hmm. right? Because the same person who is and has some knowledge base of the the products involved, exactly. You know. it, well, and and who understands the sensitivity about trying to meld uh, what you want to accomplish with an existing home, mm -hmm. right? And uh, designing a three-bedroom colonial in a new subdivision is radically different than you bringing someone to your home and saying. Uh, my, my parents are getting older and we've decided we're going to put an addition on so they can live at home with us mm -hmm. um, and uh, can you help us with that, right? That's a, there are so many issues around that one concept that someone who's been spending a lifetime designing you know, office space mm -hmm. or subdivision homes is not going to be well adept right. at, at working with it. So, so first thing I think is um, begin the process of, uh, of looking at it from saying, okay, design is really, really important to me no matter what mm -hmm. and now uh, how do I go about getting a designer, and how do we go about doing that? So you can um, you can hire a designer in, in any capacity, whatever, whatever you want, uh, as a standalone person. Mm -hmm. right? Typically, and, and the way that works often from a pricing perspective is designers can charge you by the hour, or in some cases they'll charge you as a percentage of the anticipated construction cost. Mm -hmm. Right, so that's not uncommon as well. And so you know, if you have a a hundred thousand dollar project, uh, you might see anywhere from a six to ten percent uh, cost for uh, architectural or design services. Mm -hmm. You may also find someone that's very happy to work with you by the hour, mm -hmm. and it may or may not rack up to that same kind of number. But but budget into your mind for from that perspective that you're going to have some design expense involved, right. in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, and then once you have the designer, then the next question is okay. Uh, everything has to happen within the context of a budget, and it also needs to be billable. So. I've got to find somebody to help me build this, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the next process. And so you can look at it and say, okay, well, if I'm D we talked about DIY a little bit. So let's say you did your design, you've got you're going to do the build it yourself. Now that's fine. That's kind of done. There's a lot to talk about in the DIY model because uh, there's a lot of, of pitfalls and challenges there. But let's just assume that's we're going to put that aside for now. We're going to talk about okay, uh, I need to get this built. Mm -hmm. So 
our strong advice, our strong encouragement is um, that you find a builder. Uh, so th there are two different models in the market. One is sort of the uh, really three. There's one is the uh, competitive bid model, mm -hmm. right? So you go and you get your set of plans, and the the plans are all done and they're fully fleshed out, and you can then go out to right. Uh, and you've hired a, a separate individual for that, yeah, an somebody. architect or designer, right. or whatever, right? And they do all the plans and specifications, and so that you have basically an airtight plan to work off of. We hope, we right? Hope, right. And, and uh, but that's a great question. That's a great point. It's often not that, right? It's often if the plans are not really thorough, really detailed. That's one of the big challenges with the competitive bid world, mm -hmm. right? Is is um, if there are holes in the plans, and and let's say you didn't make all your choices, and mm -hmm. and you didn't select your flooring, you didn't select your tile, and you didn't select your light fixtures. Well, builders might go about the process of putting allowances in, mm -hmm. right? And that actually creates a lot more sloppiness in in how confident you can be about the budget numbers, mm -hmm. right? But at any rate, let's let's say you're going to, you've got your design and now you're trying to figure out who you want to work with, right? So in the competitive bid world, you might follow the the kind of adage of saying, all right, three, get three bids, mm -hmm. right? So you go out to the marketplace now and you try to find three builders uh, and try to get those three builders to give you pricing based on the plans you have, right? Mm -hmm. So there's one inherent flaw that comes right up out of the gate, right? The first that and that is um, a disconnect on budget. If you hired a good designer, that does not necessarily mean, and in most cases, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to get uh, good budgeting. And and your design has to be done in the context of a budget, right? Right. And so what we see happen over and over again is people have all this design work done, and then they go out to, and, and the design's beautiful, right? Now they're in love, right? deeply in love. Every, it's everything they ever wanted mm -hmm. in this design. And they go out to get their pricing, and all three prices blow them away. Right. They talk to three contractors, and all three prices blow them away, right? right. So they wasted their time, they wasted their cost, and mm -hmm. so consequently, they didn't have a good handle on what they thought the project was going to cost either, and you guys didn't spend much time on it, right? right. You said, here are my wishes and needs and wants, let's start designing. And you right. did that, right? And so, and you had in your head, oh, you know, I have a hundred thousand dollars. You can buy anything for a hundred thousand right, dollars, right. and then all of a sudden the bids come back at two fifty. Right, and and, it, and you think, what happened? Exactly, right, exactly. And now you're angry, right? Yep. And you paid for that design, and mm -hmm. now you're ripping the heart out of the design to try to get to a budget that you can afford. Right, and now you're not <laughs> as happy with the project. And and let's say you do spend a hundred thousand dollars. That's still a massive amount of money. Mm -hmm. You better damn well be excited about what you're getting. Right, right. And in this case, you're struggling and you're frustrated and you're not excited about it right mm -hmm. now. Um, and so that whole process we see unfold time and time again. Mm -hmm. It's the it's the design it to everything I want and then price it and get crushed, mm -hmm. right? So wouldn't it in that scenario, we, we are big, big believers in the design-build model. And we're going to talk about what we see as the real design-build model and how it works in a few minutes. But no matter what, even if you don't work with a, a, a quote-unquote true design-build firm, we believe you should create your own design-build environment no matter what. Right. Right. So that is you go out there and you find your, your designer you like, and that's all good, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't start designing until you've also found a builder you like, mm -hmm. right? So how do you like a builder if you don't know how much they're going to cost? Well, listen, it's a very competitive marketplace. Most of the most of the builders out there who know what they're doing are uh, no, no one is in a position where they can command a radical premium on price. Right. Right. So I would encourage you uh, spend much more time interviewing builders. Find a builder you like mm -hmm. and can commit to and, and say, check their references. And absolutely. And, and check their and check their financial history yep. and you know do all that stuff. Make sure that they're they're on the up and up and are meeting their bills on time and. Yep. 
And we're going to give you a bunch of tools about those very topics in another show. But We did talk about it in one of our first ones, too. A bit, yeah. 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 And so, um, so then, so at any rate, I would then say you take, if you've done your homework and you've found the designer you love and you have found a builder you trust, partner them up and say, okay, this is my go-to person and I want to get preliminary budget numbers back mm-hmm. before we go too far down design. Right. Right. Yeah. Have them do the thumbnails, you know, and thumbnails like, like the, the name implies is just sort of really basic outlines of, of what it is and nothing. And, and yeah, get, get the preliminary stuff back, get, right. a, get a feel for where this number is going to lie. And then if that feels too big, make changes. If it feels really comfortable, keep going. Now, keep in mind, a, a, a good builder may actually even ask you for a fee to mm-hmm. do some of this budgeting work for them. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and, and, and if you feel like this is the right builder and you want to partner with them and have them do the project, you should be comfortable in helping get that. But if you have your designer do, just like Brent said, preliminary sketches, right? Um, And you don't get deep into it. What you don't do is have your architect or designer take the project all the way through finished drawings, right? You don't do that Mm -hmm. uh, because you've now invested all that money Mm -hmm. in something you don't know is buildable or not from a financial perspective. And often thousands of dollars. Like, you know, if you hire a a qualified architect and there's some wonderful, wonderful architects, you could run up, you know, $10,000, $15,000, $20,000 worth of fees. Right, exactly. And that's a big number and it takes a lot off what you could eventually get. Right. We're, we're enjoying the sound of the <laughs> siren going by. Yes, yeah, so. Our producer has this pained look on her face. Yeah, about, uh, what are we doing this? Is this okay? So we're going to go. We're, we're not gonna... being arrested, just so you know, because they did not stop here. They kept going. So yeah. I think we're good. So um, our first responders hopefully helping somebody out. Right? Yeah. So, um, so at any rate, a good builder is going to be comfortable helping you with that, assuming that they realize that you're not then going to go out to competitive bid afterwards, right? Right. Um, and... And I would then say that a good builder can also give the designer and you uh, good feedback about some of the nuts and bolts of the process. And they may see ways uh, in the construction that mm-hmm. they can value engineer the project and right. make the project more cost effective without you losing some of the bells and whistles you want. Why don't you explain right. what value engineering sure. is? Sure. So so there, are, in any project, there are many, many different ways you can go about building something. And uh, some of the criteria being more or less important. So let's, let's say... Uh, if you don't have a plan on finishing your basement and it's not a big deal to you, then putting lolly columns in the basement is uh, is an inexpensive way for you to support the floor mm-hmm. of your addition, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but if, on the other hand, you, a pool table is a big driver for you and you want you know unobstructed space in the basement because that's going to eventually be a rec room, then putting in a steel beam to carry the floor load is probably going to be a requirement. But those are two different costs, mm-hmm. right? So having conversations about which is important, what's not important, and then giving feedback to your designer about saying, here's how I think we can go about building this mm-hmm. can be really helpful. And that's that that's a structural example, but that example uh, can take the form of material choices, can take the form of placement of the project, can take the form of all right. Well, let's if if the house if the addition is is one size, it requires a whole new heating plant. Versus if it's a little smaller, I can use the existing heating plant because right. I checked and it has enough capacity. Right. right? So, mm-hmm. so all those kinds of things happen. So, bottom line is what the big takeaway that we want you to think about is when you're when you're we've got your design professional. That is not an end unto itself. We really, really believe that you're so much better off partnering that design professional with a good builder um, that can give budget feedback, and and preferably budget feedback that might be iterative, right? They might they might give you budget feedback after the initial plan, and and you, your initial plan may have been everything you wanted, right? Um, but 
but then you find out, okay, I really can't afford that. Mm-hmm. No problem. You, you haven't gone too deep into it. Mm-hmm. And now the, the builder can, can brainstorm with the designer and say, how about we do this? How about we do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and on our last project, we used this, this particular product that's new to the market. It worked great. Um, and so you get that sort of dynamic back and forth that results in a better product and mm-hmm. probably a better budget for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So design, build, even if you have to create it yourself, we're, we're big fans of that. Right. So what we're even bigger fans of is uh, is really what we refer to sort of as true design build. Right. right. And and true design build is where you can go to one company who has made a choice to go to the marketplace in a certain way, um, and they have, under one roof, pulled together all the services that you need to begin with an idea and end with a project. Right. Right. So, um, so Which for that, a lot of people is just a lot nicer. Right. Exactly. And, and you know, frankly, and I, I need to sort of make this disclaimer as we're as we're doing this podcast. The point of this podcast is to give people the information they need to make good decisions about 100%. how to go about the remodeling process, and not to push one agenda or another. We happen to be design build people because we found it to be the best way to approach the marketplace and give people what they want to be happy. There are other ways you can do it. And we're just going to let you know, you know, the pitfalls of all of those so you can make the decision that best meets your needs. But, right. you know, I, our goal is not to necessarily push like, oh, black dog's the thing, right? You know, it's it's really to give you the most information that you need. Right. So it was, so I, I agree 100%. It's, it's not, um, it's definitely not about, if you if you end up coming to talk to us and work with a project, work with us on a project, that's fine. But it's not about that as much as it is to try to set you up for success. And that's, you know, if you're in St. Louis thinking right. about doing a project. Right. And uh, we hope there's people listening from St. Louis. Absolutely. Or Denver or Arizona. Right. <laughs> so that's great. Wouldn't but, that be awesome? Yeah. yeah. But I think the bigger picture is we're just trying to give you t- tools you can apply no matter where you are or what you're thinking about doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so do we have a bias uh, in favor of design build? Obviously we do. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the way we choose to go to market. Um, and that's why we're saying that even in the event that you... Uh, have independent service providers, independent designer versus independent builder, you still try to create your your design-build world, right? Mm-hmm. And I also think that that's the best way. So if we think about sort of people, you've heard, you, you heard expression, the expression of you know being on the same side of the table, right? right. Um, and for us, it's all about that. It's all about the fact that, um, that like if you if the process is a three-legged stool and you have the homeowner and the designer and the contractor um, as a as all the things that are required to make that happen, mm-hmm. uh, very often everyone's goals are not the same, right? Um, the, and, and uh, you know, until you create a cohesive team that's all working together um, on, you know, with the same goals, uh, you can have more friction and you as the homeowner can be sort of caught in the middle mm-hmm. uh, between the build and design side. So when there's issues or problems, you as the homeowner are now sort of like odd man out and oh, well, the, the plans weren't clear, so I'm going to have to charge you more or things right. of that nature, right? right. Um, when you work with, if you can, if, if in your marketplace you can find a design build company that's well, what's well put together and well thought out, you can be in a place where uh, you can avoid the situation of being caught in the middle. You can you can get a comprehensive project uh, for a predictable price uh, with a good experience. Right. Right. And and if there is something wrong with the design, and sometimes there is, you're not going to get you know stuck with that. That's right? exactly right. Or if the builder does something wrong and it did not do it per the design, 
again, it's their job to fix it. That's exactly right. Yeah, because it's, it's all under one roof. So it actually right. just gives you a, a a much more seamless experience and, and a lot less finger pointing and you right. know drama. Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about what the, what what we think true design build looks like. Because here's a problem in the marketplace, right? Um, uh, design build has become popular, and so it's not uncommon that smaller contractors or contractors in general have decided, oh, I see those companies that are getting a lot of work, they're design build companies, I'll put design build after my name, mm-hmm. right? So you were ABC Builders, now you're ABC Design Build, mm-hmm. right? Um, and all design build is not the same, right? right. And so, um, you know, we believe that, that, and there are variations that can make you, where you can make it work. But the more things you bring into uh, one, one business that under one roof to deliver a comprehensive experience, the better. So in a, in a perfect world, we kind of look at design build like, all right, you're working with company X, and they can meet your design needs. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, in-house, they can determine your budget, help work on the pricing side of it. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, once the, the budgeting is good and the design is good and you're ready to go to contract and ready to build it, the same company actually now builds it, right? So the same employees, same project managers, same carpenters, mm-hmm. uh, all under the same company, right? So obviously, you know, and, and and a good design build company will have systems and processes in place so that the designer does a great job at transitioning the project and it's a seamless handoff. Right. Right. And and typically the designer is working with you all along throughout the process too. So yes, right. it, there is a handoff, but it but they are also there. And the designer is benefiting from the fact that in that same company there are construction experts. So when the project gets finished on the design side and contractor side, then it has to get built, right? But you don't just wait until the project is ready to get built to speak with the project manager about a particular detail. That designer and that project manager are a team from the mm-hmm. beginning of the process. Right. And so the designer benefits from some structural feedback or some feedback about the existing conditions of your house or, uh, or you know, they can brainstorm a little bit. About, Here, here's the most uh, cost-effective and productive way to go about tying this in. So we're going to have a, a project that has you know, the ability to endure the weather and, and, and perform well over time. Right. Right. So, right. You, so you blend those things together, and you as the homeowner have sort of one source to be responsible for. Mm-hmm. Um, your, uh, you, you, and, and, and the company at the same time has you know, just you to be accountable for, right? So in a good design-build environment, uh, you find the homeowner finds themselves not, never caught in the middle, right? And, and what I mean by that is uh, one of the things that every homeowner should expect in their modeling process is mistakes, Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and to say anything other than that is just disingenuous. Right. So I'm not going to try to suggest that you're going to have a flawless experience. But no matter who you work with, you're going to have problems. Right. Yeah. Because no matter what, we're like, and we've said this before, I think, on the show that we talk about beta testing in your home. You know, right. essentially, you get you get the plan all laid out, but then you know, in the in the field, sometimes things don't work out exactly the way you want to, and you have to think on the fly. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, a good remodeler is really nothing more than a good problem solver, right? Mm-hmm. Because every day we're, we're, we're dealing with problems because we don't get to do the same thing twice, right. right? And so, you know, having said that, you want to be in a spot where when there's a mistake, and there will be, that you're not caught between the builder and the designer with your checkbook having to open up because of mistakes, right? right? Um, and so so true design build kind of takes you from cradle to grave. And the truth is... I hope not grave. Can <laughs> I be honest? So, like, cradle, so from beginning to end. Yeah, Fair thank enough. you. All yes. right, from beginning to end, if you don't like that. Um, and, uh, and so true design build will give you a better experience. And that's a big, big piece of it, right? Because just to get, to get a beautiful project, 
but have lived through a nightmare in the process mm -hmm. taints that project. It does. Right? Um, and uh, that's exactly what we're trying to help you avoid. So we, we'll, we'll get into, if you make the choice to go down that road, and, and you can do any variation. You can do the DIY thing. You can have the designer and the builder and so forth. Um, that's all fine. But we're going to come back to saying one way or another, you have less stress, less hassle, less uncertainty if you figure out a way to make it look more like design build, mm -hmm. right? And then the next question is, well, I don't want to pay more, right? Right. And, and I get that, right? Who wants to pay more? No. I don't want to pay more. Uh, but I'll put it to you that uh, it's not more. You know, you, uh, you ultimately end up paying for the same services no matter how you do it. Mm -hmm. They're just, just they're, they're just disjointed in another scenario, right? Right. right. So, and there's, and you also have to just keep in mind the level of stress you're willing to take on, right. to make this happen, and what what that is worth to you. That's exactly because right. that's it can take a significant toll. Right, and there's that, that's that's a real deal, right? Mm -hmm. this, it can take a, take a toll on people on the family, can take a toll on relationships, can take a toll on mm -hmm. all that, you know. And I'm not saying that I don't mean to say that if, uh, like as a scare tactic, right? But right. Uh, but uh, but it's just a reality, and, and there's not a person out there who's thinking about remodeling who hasn't also heard all those bad stories, mm -hmm. right? So the more intentional you are about the process, the smarter you are about thinking about how you go into it and who you then work with, uh, the better you're going to come out of it. Correct. Fair enough. Yep. All right. So, uh, so hopefully that's given you some insight about how you might want to now go about getting your your concept that you came up with, uh, kind of breathe life into that, and how you go about getting that to become a reality. Uh, so we've given you some of those different models, uh, and uh, and one of the things that we have yet to say, and I, I have meant to say, is that so uh, you can click on. We obviously have a website set up for uh, you know renovation made right, and we are more than happy to answer questions and address any comments you may have. Uh, so if you want to comment, if you want to uh, shoot us an email, ask us some questions, we are, we're here as a resource. We want to continue to not provide information, just not only in this podcast, but also be a resource for you for follow-up questions or help you if we can. Uh, so feel free to uh, to email us or, uh, or reach out to us uh, in any way to, uh, to give us a chance to help you out with your questions. So uh, I am David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. And this has been Renovation Made Right, and we appreciate you being with us. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.